<laughs> you know, there's a lot of people who are really, they're searching and looking for this in the world. And uh, they don't think they can find it here in the, in the church, but come on. <laughs> this is where when we come together, you know, when I come in, I bring Jesus. And then when you come and you bring Jesus, then when you come, you bring Jesus. And it just gets multiplied in here. And we all get to enjoy it together, that, that magnified presence of God. Why? Because we come together in his name. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Beautiful, beautiful thing. I love coming here. Even when I feel down, I walk in and I feel refreshed and, and uplifted immediately, you know. I think God's just waiting when we come in, and he just gives us a hug right when we start walking in. <laughs> so it's, it's a beautiful thing. Well, I want, want to welcome everyone here to River of Life on a Wednesday night and um, have a teaching tonight. I believe God uh, put it in my heart to give to you guys. And um, it is called Grace and Faith Are Married. So that might sound like a strange concept, but um, I'm going to try to explain what grace and faith is and how they work together. And only when they work together do you receive the promises of God. So um, let's pray. Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. And these things that are sharing, which is your word, our spirit and truth. And really, it's only through your Holy Spirit that we, that we have understanding, that we can have understanding. So Holy Spirit, you were sent by Jesus Christ, our Lord, to teach us. So give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart ready to receive. I pray that you would just speak through me, Lord. You are the teacher, and I'm just being used by you to, to teach. And uh, we just bless you. We thank you that you are here. Amen. Hallelujah. And Sunday, wow, what a service, right? For all those who were here, it was glorious. <laughs> you know, Pauline was up here. She couldn't even sing anymore. She was just overcome by God's presence, just actually boohooing because <laughs> she was so touched, you know, just melted away by the love of God, the presence of God. And boy, I just want that all the time. <laughs> But I'm so glad uh, we got to enjoy that. So, so what's he going to do next Sunday? <laughs> Come and see. <laughs> so anyway, so grace and faith are married. Now, this is actually another a teaching that comes after the last teaching I, I taught on this is faith. If you didn't, weren't here or don't remember that, we have that on Podbean. So you can go and listen to it. So it would be great for you to listen to that and then listen to this lesson because they really go together. You know, if we started talking about grace, you know, today and faith, then we could talk the rest of our days, really, because grace and faith has to do with everything in the Christian walk, everything. So it's important that we know what grace and what faith is, how grace works, how faith works, you know, and there's so much to it, you know, and people teach about it this way and that way, and some people teach us all about grace, and then some people teach us all about faith, but grace and faith have to come together to produce the promise, the thing that we're looking for. So um, faith can only receive what grace has first already provided, all right? If it wasn't provided through grace, you know, through what Jesus bought and paid for by his blood, his death, burial, and resurrection, then it's not available. You know, he purchased it all. And then he gave it to us in Jesus when we received Jesus. You know, I, I was looking at uh, this, this lesson, and this is what I saw. I saw this big present, and God was just handing it to us, you know. And then we actually received 
received the gift. Well, that gift was Jesus Christ. But imagine a big box, you know, wrapped in, in a silver wrapping and, you know, this red ribbon around it. So when you looked at it from the side, it looked like the cross. And then you open up the top and then you, and you reach in, you pull out salvation. There's salvation in Jesus. It came when you received Jesus. Well, you know what? You can reach in and you, got, and you can grab healing because it came with Jesus. Oh, provision? Wow, that came too. And you can go on and on. All the promises of God, they're all in Jesus. And when we received Jesus, we received it all. It's all, okay? <clears throat> so I'm going to read some scriptures, and these scriptures are actually from the last lesson, but I just wanted to touch on them because it's important that we understand that before we go forward. So uh, let's, uh, I'm going to read Ephesians 1 and 3. So it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with some spiritual blessings, <laughs> every spiritual blessing, in heavenly places in Christ. You know what? It's all in the Spirit. God gave us everything in the Spirit, right? And people are like, well, what's it, what good is it going to do me there? <laughs> in this, I need it here. Well, guess what? It was been provided by grace through Jesus Christ. But, and it is there, but the way we receive it is through faith. Faith is the hand that reaches out, grabs hold, and brings it into the natural. You know? A lot of people say, I believe in healing. I believe in deliverance. I believe in these things. And we're all walking in, in it to a limited, in a limited way, right? Or not at all. You haven't even seen it. Because I know so I talk to some people, and they haven't experienced it. They don't understand. We're up here sharing how God's healed us and delivered us and provided for us. But because they have not experienced it themselves, they, they're like, is this really true? Even though we're all testifying how good God is and the things he's done, you know? So because they're at questioning, well, you're saying this is mine, but why am I not walking in it? Why am I not experiencing it? So uh, 2 Peter 1 and 3, it says... As his divine power has given to us some things, <laughs> all things, we don't have to beg God for anything. He's already given it to us through Jesus that pertain to life, that's here now, and godliness to help us to walk in, triumph, in godliness here on the, on, in the earth. And it comes to the knowledge of him, who's that? Jesus, who called us by glory and virtue. So let's read off 1 Corinthians 2 and 12. And it says... Now, we have received, not we will receive, we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the, the spirit of, of spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. They have already been freely given to us by God through, in Jesus Christ. And then Philippians 4 and 19 we love to quote this one. It says, and my God shall supply some, all your need, according to his riches in glory. Where in glory? We need it here. Lord, wait. <laughs> By Christ Jesus. So everything you could possibly ever, 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 ever need in this life or in the next is already been provided in Jesus. It's been made available through Jesus, in Jesus, because of Jesus, what Jesus did. Right? So how do we get that provision here and now? So that's the question. That's what we're going to try to figure out.
okay? And we're going to touch on that today. Let's see. So in this lesson, I want to talk about grace and faith. Grace is not a friend of faith. They are married. Married is your fill-in. Each is meaningless to us without the other one. So it takes both the wife and the husband to produce, produce offspring. No matter what a wife tries, she will not conceive without the husband and vice versa. Right? It takes grace and faith to produce the blessing that we read in the scripture earlier, the all things and the supply of those verses that we just read said that had come our way through Jesus. It takes grace and faith. So what is grace? Grace is your fill-in. It is God's unearned provision, a gift. That's your fill-in, gift. They're already filled in? I printed the wrong thing. I already did the work for you. Well, I won't say that anymore. All right, I won't have to stop. Thank you for telling me that. At least you didn't wait to the end and go, oh, by the way. I guess I didn't proofread that one. My gosh. Anyway, okay. Well, praise God. <laughs> what is grace? It's God's unearned provision, a gift. It came to you when you received Jesus for every need through Christ Jesus. Let's read Romans 8 and 32. He who did not spare his son, but delivered him, us, him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? All right? So a lot of people want to say, well, salvation, you can get salvation if you receive Jesus plus this, 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 and that's not true. It's all free. Healing is free. It's Jesus plus nothing, you know? Some people want to say, oh, you need to, if you know you're having trouble getting healed, it's because of something you're doing in your life. No, Jesus paid for it. If we had to be perfect to receive healing, we'd never get healed. <laughs> so it's all about what Jesus did. If we turn our eyes from Jesus to us, we're never going to receive anything because we really don't deserve anything. You know, we receive those things because of Jesus. And we receive Jesus because God loved us. And he gave them to us because we are loved. Thank God for loving us. So let's see. Uh, it's an example. Salvation comes by grace through faith. Together they produce salvation. Okay, so Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. So salvation God's free gift has been provided, and by faith you receive it. And that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. None of us have any reason to boast in ourselves and what we have accomplished and what we've done. Our boast is in Jesus, you know. And a lot of people come up here, and they, they testify, and people get worked up because they haven't seen it in their life, so they're like, well, who does he think he is? 
well, he doesn't think he's anything but loved <laughs> by God. And he's received, received Jesus, and because of that, he gets to enjoy these things. And he wants to tell, he wants to boast about what Jesus did. Okay? So don't, don't be offended. Be glad. Because I want to tell you that if someone's up here testifying that God did this in their life, then you know what that, that becomes available to you too. So don't be jealous. Be glad. Rejoice. Rejoice with him and rejoice that, oh, wow, if God did it for them, him, well, he'll do it for me. Thank you, Lord. So the word saved in this verse, you can insert any promise in the Bible. Okay? So you could say, by grace, you have been healed through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Or you could put provision in there or wisdom in there. But all of it comes by God's grace, and you receive it by faith. Okay? <clears throat> so number two says, what is faith? Faith is what God gives you at salvation. So let that sink in. You receive faith when you got saved. You couldn't, got, you couldn't have gotten saved without that faith that God gives. He has to give you even the faith so that you can receive the, the gift of salvation. And once he gives it to you, it's yours. You have faith. So it is a noun. Faith is a noun, which is a person, place, or thing. So it's like, so I'm going to try to compare faith with some things to try to help us better understand. So, because it's, it's hard to see in the spirit. I wish we could see in the spirit, but we don't. So we have to read the Bible and look in there, but here's some things that I think might help, okay? So I'm going to give an example of a car, all right? Um, a car is a thing, right? Okay? So um, let's, uh, let's read James 2 and, and 17, and I'll explain a little bit further. So thus also, by, uh, faith by itself, it do, if it does not have works, is dead. Okay? So an example of a car. Say God, your father, gives you a car. And it's sitting in the driveway. It's beautiful because he only gives good gifts, right? Um, but if you never get in it and drive it, what good is it? You could say, oh, I've got, I've got a car. I've got a car. I've got a car. But if you never go out and get in the car start it up, and head to your destination, then what good is it? Faith without works is dead. You have faith, but it, it's not going to do anything if you don't use it. Okay? The act of driving to the destination is faith in action. You're driving the car. So that's just an illustration to help you understand that you have, God has given this, this faith to you, but now you have to believe you have to do the driving. So B says, you have been seated at the table of Jesus. <clears throat> Romans 8, uh, 12 and 3. For I say, through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has, has dwelt, dealt to each one a measure of faith. So God has given us faith. You can't say, God, give me faith. He's already given it to you. It's sitting in your driveway. <laughs> what we really want is 
We want to know how to get in the car and get to the destination of healing or the destination of provision or the destination of protection or the destination of my, my child's out there and I want them to come back into the kingdom. Okay? So that's the act of driving to that destination is you getting in, believing in the promise. Okay? So let's see. Uh, B says, you have been seated at the table with Jesus. Um, and I guess I, I threw that one in. I'm not really sure how that fit, fit that verse fit. Sorry, but I will explain what it, what I'm trying to get at. This is, I had a vision, I don't know, 10 years ago and I never forgot it. And I think if you saw it, you wouldn't forget it either. You know, I was teaching on a Wednesday night and all of a sudden I saw a vision. It was right there in front of me. Jesus was standing at, at the head of a table and it was a table that went on forever and ever as far as I can see it went on and all the people there in the congregation were seated at the table on either side all right and they were sitting on a be- bench that just kept going on and God says that's family style <laughs> I'm like okay that's all his family on the table I'm looking and there's these huge silver platters they were huge they're probably you know 20 inches wide and you know, maybe 16 inches this way, and they had these big, heavy um, silver covers on them, very ornate and beautiful. And the table was full of them all the way down as far as I can see. So I'm looking at Jesus, and I'm looking at the people. And so I kind of come around. I'm looking at the people at the table, and I'm wondering, why aren't they partaking what's on the table? And I look down, and they were sitting on their hands. And I'm like, okay. And I'm, so I'm looking at Jesus, and he's looking up there, and he is just excited. He is waiting, waiting for someone to open up and see what he's prepared, you know? And I just knew in my heart that everything that we could want or need is right underneath. That's all we had to do is reach up and take the top off and, and partake, Right? And so the people were sitting there, they were looking at Jesus, and they were looking at each other, and they're looking at, at the silver platters, but they were all sitting on their hands. Well, we're all seated at the table of Jesus, right? He has set us all down at, at his table, not because of anything we have done, but because he loves us, and we've chosen him, and because of that, we get to sit at the table of Jesus Christ. Jesus, with all that he is, has prepared a beautiful meal for every, every need that we could ever possibly, everything we could possibly want. And, you know, when you go and you cook for Thanksgiving and you spend all that time preparing and working and sweating and, and all that stuff and you lay down the table, that you do the same thing too. You're waiting for someone to take that first bite and go, oh, my gosh, that was so good. Thank you so much. And you know what? Jesus is waiting. He's put it all before us, Right? Not one of those dishes we could ever afford. If every person threw in into a hat all the money we have, it still wouldn't buy one of those dishes. But Jesus paid the price with his precious blood so that we could, we could receive it, right? He paid for it. Maybe it's free to us, but it wasn't free to him, <laughs> right? He did all this for us. Faith is the action of us taking our hands and, and reaching forth to, and uncovering and then partaking of what Jesus has already given us. Okay? 
So that's just another illustration. So let's go to C. So at salvation, you are born again a babe in Christ. A lot of people don't understand this, that when we're born again, we're a babe, and they come into the church, and those who have been there a while say, well, they're saying this, and they're acting this way, and they're doing this, and don't they know? No, they don't know. <laughs> Why? Because they're babes in Christ. They have to learn. They have to grow, right? And so we just, you know, give them a break, guys. <laughs> as, as older brothers and sisters, what we should be doing is going, can we help you with that? Just love on them, and, and when they're ready, show them, help them, you know, and uh, to, to keep, you know, growing in Christ. But if you like, you know, you're not supposed to do that, you know, and treat them that way, then what are they going to do? They're just going to walk out the door. <laughs> Don't do that. Know that everyone is at a certain level of faith. The babes in Christ, they need your help. Where God put us here in this church as a family, and as a family, we need to take care of one another. So those who are, aren't where you are yet, won't you just lend a hand, try to help, show mercy and grace to them, and help them grow. You know, maybe you weren't shown that in the churches that maybe you were from, but that's what we intend to do here. We want everyone to learn and grow, to be more and more like Jesus and be able to enjoy all those things. So <clears throat> this one's really important to understand. Um, but just as a, when we're born into this world, a baby, right? When we come into the world, the mom and dad look at them. There's, there's the nose, there's the eyes, the ears, and the mouth. Oh, they got 10 fingers and 10 toes. They're whole, right? But they don't know how to to eat, to walk, to talk, to do all those things, even though they're whole, they've been given everything they need to live in this life, all right? When we're born again, we're born again babes in Christ. And he has all, he's given us faith, all the faith we need. We're complete, we're whole. He has made us so that we can walk in this faith life. We have it all, but we need to grow up into it so that we can learn how to stand. Because a baby has to even learn how to stand. They can, at first, the only thing they can do is lay, lay there and be fed and do some other kind of messy things, <laughs> you know? But eventually, they learn how to crawl, and then they learn how to stand up, and then they learn how to walk. It's, pro it's a progressive thing. The other thing you guys need to know, too, is you need to know that you're in somewhere in that growth process, and you've got to be patient with yourself. You know, when a, when a baby sees his older brother running around, he tries to run, and, run around and he falls because he's not quite ready there. And he might be frustrated, but the, in time, he will learn and he'll be able to run like his older brother. So don't give up. Don't cry and, and just sit down and say, I'll never do it. No, keep growing. And eventually you are going to be able to experience that too. All right. So let's uh, read um, John 3 and 3. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 2 Corinthians 1 and 24 says, Not that we have dominion over your faith, 
but are fellow workers for you um, for joy. For by faith you stand. You have to learn how to stand. And then for, um, for we walk by faith, not by sight. To walk in the kingdom and experience the kingdom, we have to learn how to walk. But it's by faith. So when you were born a babe, you are, you've been given all you need to be able to walk. And you walk, you stand by faith, you walk by faith, you reach out and receive by faith, all these things. So we do know that we have it, which we establish, we do have it. And then now, how do you exercise it? How do you go from being a babe and keep growing so that you can experience more and more of what Christ has given us? And it's all in the kingdom. It's all in the kingdom. Okay. Let's see. First Corinthians three and one. And brethren, I could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as babes in Christ. Do you know when your baby babies in Christ we're more carnal than we are spiritual? So when you're seeing those those aspects, don't say, I don't know if they're even saved. <laughs> I'm not sure they're even saved. But you know what? We need, to be paid. we need to go over there and love and encourage them and help them to grow, all right? As they grow, they'll get less and less carnal and more like Christ. <laughs> so be patient with other people and show them love and be patient with yourself also. So number three says, what is believing? Because if you look in the Bible, faith and believing are very similar, but they're different. One is a noun, which is faith. It's a place and person thing. Believing is the verb of faith. So believing brings God's grace into the natural. It is a verb, which is the action of faith. Let's look at John 11 and 40. Jesus said to him, did I not say to you that if you would believe you would see the glory of God. A lot of people want to see, and then they'll believe. But we're supposed to believe by faith, and then we'll see. It's almost like, well, you know, talking about healing. Sometimes healing can be instant, and sometimes it's a journey. But what we need to do is continue driving, and the Holy Spirit is our GPS. <laughs> okay? So there's the car. God gave us faith. To get to the destination of healing, you've got to get in the car. And then you say, Holy Spirit, how do I get there? <laughs> I, know the, I know the destinations, but it's mine. Now how do I get there? And then you start believing. You start going to that point. Now if you stop believing before you get there, you'll never get there. So keep believing. It's yours. You already have it. God says it's yours. You just have to drive to get to that destination and open the door and walk into it. And it's yours. So sometimes, you know, just like where you live, you know, if you're going to go to Food Lion, Food Lion's like three minutes from my house. I can get there pretty quick. But if I want to go, you know, somewhere else, it may be hours away. It's a longer journey, you know. But God has promised it. It's yours. So don't give up. Stop. Don't stop believing until you get to the destination and then you receive, and then you receive it. Can you see that? And the Holy Spirit's going to help you get there. He's the GPS. 
So, let's see. All right, so A says, Bible faith believes and then sees. So Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. It's yours. You just keep believing until you, it comes in from God's glory, his supernatural, into the natural so that you can receive and enjoy it. It's a process, okay? Believe and then receive. So four says, grace is God's part. Believing is man's part. Faith is a gift of God's grace, but he does not do the believing for us. He gave you the car. Use it. (laughs) We must choose to use faith, the faith that he's given us. Okay? So B says, God gave us faith, but he won't do, do the believing for you. The vision of the table. He's provided everything. We need to stop sitting on our hands and know that it's, it's time for us to reach out and receive what Jesus has already provided. C, C is the more you exercise your faith, the stronger it becomes. You know, just like a, a baby, they don't have very much muscle going on. But as they, as they start moving and growing and using those muscles, they get stronger and stronger, you know? You know, Andrew Walmack says, you know, don't think you're going to raise some, somebody from the dead if you haven't even prayed for someone with a headache. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> All right. Hebrews 5 and 14. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, are mature. That is, those who by reason of use, by reason of use, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil, okay? So you, ha- you want to do some heavy lifting by faith? You need to start somewhere, and you need to exercise those things. So we can use prophecy, all right? When I first, I, I had done some prophecy before, before I came to this church. I just didn't know it was prophecy. <laughs> I was just like, well, God said, you know, but I didn't know that was prophecy, you know? But when I came here, I learned more and more about prophecy. And in the prophetic classes, which I want, I would, I want everyone to come to because it's, I think it's important because it teaches you so much more than just prophecy. But I was able to exercise that faith muscle to where I was able to do more and more. And I went from prophecy to words of knowledge, you know. And at first I was just like, you know, it was a little bit hard, really a strain. And then now I can do it so much easily, easier. Why? Because I exercise that faith muscle. And so now I'm able to do those things. Um, let's see, Romans uh, 12 and 5. Or 6, sorry. Having then gifts deferring according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in the proportion to our faith. The more you use your faith, the stronger it will be. And you will be able to do things more and more. Things that seem to be impossible for you at one time will become possible. And then you move past that and you go to something that is an, another impossibility for you. But when, if you exercise that faith, you will get past that and be able to do that, you know? It's by faith I'm standing up here teaching you guys. Because when I first started coming to church and tried to even give a testimony, I about fainted. 
in the chair. I was shaking. I was, I was holding the seat in front of me, terrified. <laughs> but by faith, I kept pers- persevering. I kept saying, God, I know that you put something in me that other people need to hear. And I'm willing to be used of you so that others can hear these things. And because of that, I was able to do it more and better and stronger. And, and you know, by that faith muscle, I, I exercised. But we all have to, have to start somewhere. Just like when you're walking, starting to learn how to walk, you're not going to work par- perfectly like that. It takes a process. But if you keep at it, you'll get better and better. And then you can start running, you know. And may you, you might not be a good runner at first, but then you, then you get better and better. And then, then you're able to run, you know. So it's a process. So faith, it, you have it. You're that babe in Christ. So you need to start exercising that faith so that you can walk, that you can speak the words of Christ, that you can think like Christ, that your heart is full of mercy and grace like Christ, walking in the glory of Christ. So I just, I just want to tell you about God's end game in this. He provided everything for us so that we can grow and mature to be just like Jesus. So if you want to compare yourself to someone else, eh, you, might, you might compare okay. But really the person that we or should compare ourselves is to Jesus Christ himself. He did, he did say that the works that I do, you will do also and greater. But it comes, comes through maturing. It comes to understanding this is, this is who he wants us to be and grow into. So don't get satisfied being a babe. God wants you to grow so that you could be Jesus to, the, to this world. Just imagine if we were all grown into the maturity of Christ, what impact would we have and to Raleigh and to Durham, to Chapel Hill? But we, and I'm, I'm saying that that's me included, I've got a long way to grow. <laughs> but it's all possible. We just need to know and understand that where we are and where God wants us to be. And by faith, if we continue to exercise and go the way and be led by the Holy Spirit, he will continue to raise raise us up. Paul said he hadn't arrived yet, but he was still shooting for the mark. And we know Pastor, boy, wow, Pastor Dave was amazing. But even he was like, oh, I'm I'm still not even close to being there. But we still press forward to the mark of the high calling of Jesus Christ. So guys, don't give up. Don't stop where you are. Reach out in faith. Keep believing. Keep growing. Right? Keep exercising. Learn how to walk. Learn how to run. Learn how to get in that car and drive easily to whatever de- destination that, you know, that um, he has promised you. And, and just walk in what Christ has given us and provided for us because he loves us. Because he loves us. Amen? Conclusion is, faith is based on the finished work of Christ offered by grace. You must use your faith to receive what grace has provided. Amen? Well, thank you, Jesus. So, um...